Welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Laurie Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. So I'm really excited to have Maitland Pacera on Love on the Go today. Welcome, Maitland. Hi, glad to be (laughs) chatting with you. So I found Maitland on TikTok. And, you know, I won't, I won't brag about how many hours I spend on TikTok, the dark, dark (laughs) hole of TikTok, but it is definitely something I go to for some relaxation and mainly laughter. And your, uh, your videos just really caught my eye. Um, So Maitland is a solo mom to a toddler, and she's also a business owner in Charlotte. She, she was an elementary school teacher, and then you developed a passion for decluttering and organizing, which is a very interesting business to be in, particularly with a toddler. So we can talk about that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But what's interesting to me and what I really want to focus on today is her journey about becoming a mother um, unexpectedly. So we'll talk about that and juggling full-time single parenthood while still keeping a business afloat, a service business. And I want to talk about your dating life um, and talk about some funny stories. So welcome. Thanks. I definitely have, I definitely have stories. Well, tell us a little bit about your decision to be a single mom. And the reason I'm asking is I often, and you're third, how old are you? I'm 32. You're 32. So you were 30 when you had your baby. A lot of women come to me and I feel like, and you know, I help them with online dating management and it's a very, very successful program. And what I love about it is it puts a woman in the driver's seat. You know, we get to decide together the coach and the client, you know, which men look decent online. Are they worth pursuing? And then we get to choose which ones we will allow to speak to our client. So it really kind of, it, we don't put all our eggs in one basket. We talk about um, their dating, their relationships, all that kind of stuff. But you, and, and when people come to me, it's often sometimes where they're looking for a father for their future children instead of, or, and in addition to the love of their life, their, you know, all of the things. So it's like a double-edged sword. It's hard sometimes in your thirties when you're desperately wanting a child to also be looking for a husband. So it's like a dual pronged thing versus your twenties. Right. So you always wanted to have a baby. Tell us about your journey to becoming a single mom. I definitely always wanted to have a baby. Um, I've, I feel like, you know, some people have that dream career. And for me, it was always, I want to be a mom. Like I knew that was an end goal included in my life. I started off as an elementary school teacher. So my life has always revolved around children, around little kids. Um, I I loved that job, but it did get exhausting. Everyone knows, everyone knows teaching can run you down a a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had an opportunity in 2017 to move here. Um, with an ex of mine. And so that's when I switched things over. And a lot of building my own business was because I knew at some point I wanted to be able to stay home with my kids whenever that happened. I did not want to, you know, when, when I was teaching, I kept thinking, man, if I have kids one day, how, how is that going to look? 
you know, yeah. I'm not going to see them all day long, which, which is a struggle that a lot of women have to deal with mm. that, that do have that desire to be home. I know not everyone does, but, um, and so having kids was always something I wanted to do. I have friends now in their thirties having kids and I'm hearing about geriatric pregnancy already, which is, which is terrifying. Um, and so sometimes it, it felt like a rush. And so even when I was about to turn 30, I was already looking at what options would look like to freeze my egg. Because yeah. at that point I was, I was no longer in a relationship. I, I was dating, I was dating very casually. And then it just so happened that I became pregnant. <laughs> um, not, not the most, yeah, not the most proud story to tell, but you know, oh, it well. happened. Yeah. And I very much believe that everything happens for a reason. Uh -huh. And um, I went into it knowing that she was going to be with me full time and, you know, I was going to be the one taking care of her. And there was never a doubt in my mind that I wanted to do that. But it was terrifying going into it alone because that had never been, you know, I, I still had wanted to find a partner yeah. <laughs> before having a child. That was yeah. the plan. It's been wonderful to see that, you know, I, we're still a family, even yeah. though it's just her and I, we're still a family. I can do this. And I'm sure we'll get into the dating soon, but it's, it's a little scary for me now thinking about transitioning into dating because I'm so used to doing everything on my own. hundred percent. So it wasn't your first choice to start a family without a partner, but you've come around to it and you are handling it well. Do you have like a huge support system? Cause that's one of the things that I'll hear from women when I suggest, why don't you have the baby first and then find your husband later? Because yeah, it can yeah. be easier, but they say, oh, I don't know if I don't have the support system. I think that I heard recently from somebody, I feel like parenting is a two person job, um, which as we both know, is not the case. There's unfortunately sad situations where a parent, you know, passes away young and the child grows up without a parent. And, you know, obviously you don't want to start out that thinking that way, but you just need to always know that you can make it through anything. So I guess my question is, do you recommend this route for people that are really, really wanting to have children and just aren't there yet in terms of finding a partner? I would say that I would not not recommend it. <laughs> um, I mean, it has definitely fulfilled my life in a mm -hmm. way that, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't even planned on with this route. Mm -hmm. Um but no, and it's especially now with women having to feel like there's such a harsh timeline on it. Yeah. Of course, have, having a support system is a huge part of that. And then feeling financially able to do that as well is a huge thing. Um, you know, some people aren't set up in their work in a way that's going to make it feasible. I'm, I'm lucky that, that I had made those changes in my life so that it's, so that I can be at home with her. I'm, she's, she only goes to half day preschool now and I'm still working, but she's home with me half the day and we yeah. make it work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thinking about that one income family, yeah. that's, that's a tough thing to think about. I personally, I do have a great support system, but I don't have a big one close by. Okay. Um, my, my family is in Richmond. Okay. They are about four and a half hours away, but even though they're four and a half hours away, sometimes it feels like they're closer than some other people. We, we commit to seeing each other at least once a month. And so we take turns going back and forth. Um, and, and I have great friends around yeah. who love, love to help. So I'm at the point now where when I, when I have started getting back into dating, 
my friends have said, just let me watch her when you go out, you know, so I don't have to worry about the babysitter part of things. Right, right. But I mean, we both know it's not just about going out and it can be exhausting having a little one at home to the oh, point yeah. you don't even want to be dating. You don't want to be doing anything except for yeah. putting down and maybe watching Netflix or t- creating a TikTok and then like yeah. going to sleep. So how do yeah, you, that was- yeah, I was just going to say, how do you like find <laughs> the energy to, to date? Um, I didn't have it <laughs> for the first, for the first year and a half. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Um, but I think that being a solo parent can get very lonely, um, even with friends around, you know, especially when, when you're going through those milestones with your child, it's like, you want to share it, you want to share it with someone. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm over here, like my parents and friends are probably getting tired of my constant texts and pictures, um, because I didn't have that one person to share that with. I think for me, it was a very conscious choice of. Mm -hmm you know, I, I can continue putting all of my energy into being a mom and working, but I, but I want to choose to start putting some energy into dating. And, and that did look like making sure I had more time for myself in general, not just going out on dates, but just more me time to make sure I felt like myself again, because you can kind of lose yourself in the, in that first year or so, especially when you're doing it alone. And going back to your support system a little bit. So you've got some friends in the area, but your family is in Richmond and you feel like your friendship group is enough of a support system to be able to sort of support you and sustain you during what can be a challenging, lonely time. I think that I had to learn to ask for help Ah, that's good. (laughs) and, and and allow help Mm. um, because I think they're, they're definitely enough. Um, but I had, I had to learn to allow that help in at first because I was so set on, okay, I chose to do this alone. This isn't their burden. You know, I don't want to put things on anyone else. Um, but I've learned over time that they want to help and they've, they've voiced to me that they want to help. It's so interesting because I think that our ego sometimes prevents us from asking for help and all people want to do is help. You know, it's right. like literally <laughs> yeah. their pleasure. I mean, who doesn't want to be around a baby? Number one. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, people just love to help. It gets them out of their own heads and it puts them in in that service position where it just makes everybody feel good. The mother, the friend, anyone. So I think that is great that you came to that realization. Kudos to you. And I'm sure your friends are so grateful. It was it was definitely a hard one to let go of that. I think in a lot of areas in my life, I'm I'm used to doing things on my own. And so learning to let go has been a, yeah. a big help in making me feel like me again. Yeah, totally. So let's talk about dating. And by the way, I'm assuming that you're single right now, or are you dating anyone specifically? I'm I'm single right now. Okay. So if anybody's listening to this and they're interested in meeting Maitland, just send me a DM and, and maybe I can make a match possibly. We'll see. That could be fun, right? We'll call it a little bit of a single spotlight. Um, so Let's talk first about what you're looking for in someone. And then let's talk about what you're doing to find him. I would say what I'm looking for is someone patient. Uh-huh. Um, I have not been I have not been in a relationship in quite a long time, um, in a serious relationship. And so I feel like I need someone who's who's okay with, you know, taking that time to build a friendship and ease into it. Um, someone who loves kids and wants to have kids is a huge thing for me. Um, 
more kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you want to have a bigger family. What about if he already has children from a previous relationship? Would that kind of scratch that itch or would you need more? I think I would like at least one more of my own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I am open to dating someone with kids. That's been something that we can talk about more, but it's been an interesting switch for me because I used to, I used to actually prefer men with kids. Hmm. Um, and now that's changed a little bit. It, there's, it's not like a, a huge negative for me, but just with kids schedules and dealing with that, it can be hard with two people that have kids if they are young, if they're both young. Totally. Okay. So you're just, it sounds like you're looking for a gentleman. You're not, I'm, what I'm not hearing from you are things like he needs to be over six foot and he needs to earn 500,000 plus and he needs to be an alpha. Uh, oh, but if he's, but if he's bald, that is a huge plus. Oh, <laughs> I and, love and, and you love bald men. Okay. Bald yeah. Men yeah. Out there. yeah. <laughs> Every guy's like, that's me <laughs> or <laughs> me in the future. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love, I love it. Even the, the receding hairline is like a, a plus for me. I love it. Okay. You're amazing. <laughs> and I love that. And bald men are hot. And so all the things. Yes. I think that's great. Yes. I keep saying to my husband, oh, it looks like your, your hairline's receding. I like it. Yeah. He's, like, okay. yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm like, good. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, as a Gen Xer, uh, going bald for men was, they, I think oftentimes they felt like it was, it made them look less attractive and that there would not be, they wouldn't have this, the sexy factor. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was just something that was kind of an unspoken or spoken thing. And then everything shifted. And it's interesting. I, I will know, say some, right? some men, some men still seem to do the pictures with all the hats on. And yeah. I'm like, I want to see if you are bald, let me, let me see. I, I love know. it. And what about, do you like the guy with a bald head and a beard? I do like facial hair. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I went, I went through the process for a, for a dating show one time. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about it. So I won't say the name of the show. Oh. Um, but, but in talking to the, to the matchmakers, one of, one of them said to me, she said, you know, I think that the physicalities that you're attracted to are just like very masculine. So I think yeah. that's part of the bald, yeah. the bald men, the facial hair. Yeah. yeah, the masculine features. Okay, that's interesting. So, all right, let's get into some of the dating stories. What is the, there, the what's the story that many, like, you're, that's a standout that could be a warning? Maybe uh, you didn't realize the red flags or maybe you did dance yeah, yeah. instead or something that just astounded you. The first date that I went on after having my daughter, Yeah. Um, she was close to turning two at that point, I think. I was finally like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to meet some people. Yeah. Um, it was through, it was through a dating app, chatted a little, but I, I'm always that person that I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and meet. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we get along face to face. Yeah. Um, and he seemed very, very sweet, very attractive, but within 15 minutes of the date, he got a call, okay. answered the phone and said it, he, well, he said it was his child's mother. And so I was like, okay totally fine. You know, got to, just in case something's wrong. Right. Um, he answered the call and I could hear crying on the other end mm -hmm. and he did not acknowledge me and just kept staying on the call. Right. I, I waited. I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom, right. <laughs> try to give, give him some privacy. Yeah. 
came back, came back. It still took a few minutes and he got, he finally got off the call, but told me that she was calling him because um, she, I guess, had gone through a bad breakup and she was just having a hard time. Oh. Um, and I was thinking, and you chose to use our date right. this time to deal with this? <laughs> Break that down. Um, yeah. And, and I actually did go out with him one more time after that. Um, but okay. that should have been, for me, I think that should have been a big red flag because I was, I was trying to be respectful of the fact that that was his child's mother and that, you know, they had a friendship. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was at all appropriate to no. use our date yeah. to deal with that. <laughs> so, but it's interesting. That because, was- yeah. I hear that. And, and also I will often hear women say, oh, I'll give him another chance even though they see the red flag, I don't know if it's like something ingrained in us, um, people pleasing, or you never know, let's, you know, see what else is is there. Were you attracted to him? Yeah, I was definitely attracted to him. And he seemed, he seemed to have qualities that I looked for otherwise. Um, But I think that's a hard thing when dating people with kids too, is is, um, navigating the relationship that they have with their co-parent and what that's like. So, so I think, I think that's why now I have leaned a little bit towards men who don't have children. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was because of that situation. I'm not sure. Well, men definitely are different from women in that they compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. You know, they, a woman will say to me, well, I don't understand. He's, I know he's on vacation, but he can still call me. He's got 10 minutes to text me here or there or whatever it is. And men are like, yeah. I where I was going on vacation. I'll circle back. Not all men, but some men are that way. She knows. So I set, I set the tone. I set the boundary. I'll circle back when I get back. That's not the kind of partner that most of the women I work with are looking for, but I've heard it before. Okay. What's another story? Well, the biggest thing is just the ghosting, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> so how do you define ghosting? Um, the not, not giving any sort of feedback and just disappearing. And I, and I think, I think it's totally, I'm okay with it if we're just chatting or okay. if we, um, you know, even if we've only gone out one time, I'll let it go. But yeah. I had it happen with someone that I was seeing for over two months. Oh, um, just completely like you were, you could have been calling the marks. Yes. And those, those have been my two dating experiences since having my daughter. Those are both my more recent ones was the first man who was on the phone with his child's mother for quite a while and the second was a man who I saw for a while we would talk every single day you know I'm I'm not a text all day kind of person but it would be like a check-in how you doing um we'd FaceTime and then all of a sudden we had a date one day and he just didn't show up and I never heard from him again that is crazy it was very disheartening you know Did did you call him did you reach out what did you do I well I had texted you know while I was waiting for him um, and then I tried, I tried to call once and my friends were like, well, if he's on do not disturb or something, try calling twice just in case. And I was like, I don't want to be obnoxious, but I tried to call one more time, no answer, but, um, then saw that he was still like on social media. So I was like, okay, you're alive. Guess I'll have dinner by myself and let that go. That's... But I never, never heard back from him again. Never circled back. Do you, was there anything that happened on the date or right before that date we had planned to go to dinner and then go hang out with my friends and he had not met my friends yet right um and so I was wondering if meeting my friends 
yeah. felt like too much, if he started to doubt things. But I was just thinking, you know, after how much we have spoken, yeah. who could have said that? <laughs> how many actual dates did you go on during those two months? Four. Okay. So and my... then multiple FaceTimes. We yeah. both, with both of, both of us had a young kid. So it was definitely like juggling that, the yes. schedule. Okay. So four isn't that many. Um, but what I've noticed anecdotally with my matchmaking is when you go on five, if you can get to date number five and it's still going well, it normally turns into something. So it doesn't surprise me that four. Okay. It was yeah, yeah. Five rule. yeah. Interesting. Okay. So those are the two main people that you've gone out with. How are you meeting them online? Yes. Those were, one was on Hinge and one was on Bumble. Okay. Um, I, I much prefer Hinge. Okay. Why? Um, because on Bumble, I feel like I, I don't, this is just my theory is that, is that guys are swipe, just swiping everyone right. Because I get tons of matches on Bumble. Right. And I always try to lead with something about their profile, you know, something interesting. I never just do a high, try to be engaging. And then they unmatch. And I have had multiple people on there too. I, I do mention in my profile that I have a kid. Yeah. That's something to talk about too, is whether you do that or not. I, I choose to just because um, I, I would rather not waste someone's time if, they, if that's like a big negative for them. Yeah. Um, but I've had people chat with me and I will mention having a child, although it's already in my profile, and then they'll unmatch. Right. And so I'm like, are you, are you even looking? Yeah, they're not, not. They're just looking at your picture. Because <laughs> yeah. Are the photos that you're using recent? Yep, I have. I made sure to take new pictures. I I don't know how much you can tell, but I've been growing out my grays since having my daughter. I'm embracing my my grays happening up here. Okay. Um, and so I was like, I want to make sure that I look like I do now. Yeah. I have the hair color I do now. Um, it was, it was really hard for me when I first got back on because I was like, all my pictures are with my daughter. I, yeah. I didn't take any pictures right. by myself. So right. I had to actively, when I was out, be like, hey, take a picture of me. Um, so they're not professional pictures, but I have, I've made sure to ask friends to take pictures when we're out or my mom to take a picture when we're out, just so I do have them of just me. So I think that's a really interesting point because you know, we're talking about separating yourself as a mom versus a love interest and right. being able to portray who you are authentically um, without men looking at you as, yeah, as a mommy and with the grays mm -hmm. coming in or whatever that, that's going on mm -hmm. that you're embracing, um, which, which is fine because you need to show up exactly who you are online and if, if men aren't okay with a couple of grays, then so be it. And Hey, you may decide, you know, at your next hair appointment, eh, let's cover it up. So big deal. Right. I can't, I can't see the grays. And also it doesn't matter. <laughs> like you're a very feminine, beautiful woman with long hair and um, you come across beautifully. So I don't, you know, inside and out. Um, so people just need to give it a chance. Um, and I think it's smart that you're talking about the fact that you're a mom in one of your first messaging. I was working with a woman recently and she, um, a guy had swiped on her on Bumble and she messaged him and he didn't even have in there that he was a dad of two children. And you know what? He didn't have time to date. He does not. And she's a busy working um, 
she's a, she's a, she's a doctor and she's super busy and between his schedule with the kids and her schedule, they just could not align their schedules. So it just did not work out. Um, perhaps if he had more support system, it might have, but it's also all he talked about. And I think right. that's important. If you're a mom or a dad listening, don't talk about your kids so much, mm-hmm. Give like, especially on the first date. You can give like an, a really quick overview. I've got two great kids and, you know, I'm happy to talk to you about them in the future, but for now we're on a date, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take a call from my ex and talk about her love life. Um, we're on a date and I want to hear about you. Tell me more about how much you love hiking or where do you love to hike or whatever the question is that the, that the person wants to talk about. Um, because they need, when you're dating, you need to look at the other person as like a you know, a love interest, not just a parent. Right. Right. That's, that's definitely something that's hard too. I, I thought about that. I think after the first date I went on after my daughter, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's hard when, when that's been your whole life to not not get into every conversation. Yeah, totally. It's really hard. And it's also like really important to practice that and don't beat yourself up if it, if it happens for sure but they need to understand, but also it's hard because, you know, you're busy, you're working, you know, when you're with your child, you want to be spending time and then you don't want to cut out time with your child to be dating perhaps, or even to be chatting, you know? So a lot of times, I mean, I've talked to people who are like, I don't talk on the phone until after my child goes to sleep. It's nine o'clock. That might be a little late. So sometimes you do need to carve out time. Um, and then it's to decide who is really worthy of my time. So I like the fact actually that instead of messaging forever online, that you're actually getting to the date. Um, I do want to encourage you to be safe and to run background checks before you go on these dates. Have you done that? That's something I, that's something I do not do right now. So I'm going to recommend that to you and to anyone who's listening it does not hurt to run a background check. Um, that's something that I do with all of my clients. If I can, if you can get a phone number, you can run a background check on Truthfinder, on Ben Verified. Yes, there's fees attached, but it's very nominal. It's like a monthly fee. I don't know, yeah. 10, 15 bucks a month. And just make sure that they don't have, you know, prior arrests on there. I'm not talking about speeding tickets. You know, there might be a DUI in there, but, you know, was it back 20 years ago or, well, you're young, so it wouldn't be that long. Was it it one time or was it three times, you know? Um, And it's something to notice if you see that on there. Is he drinking a lot on the dates? Is that a problem? Because, you know, you don't want to get into a car with somebody who's been drinking. You've got a baby. And just in general, you want to. So, you know, just keep a careful eye. Um, and then it could be something like, God forbid, an assault. And then you're, you immediately yeah. block them. You don't give out your phone number. Just ask for his. Um, yeah. the, safe, the safety, the safety aspect is definitely something that I have to think more about now because I, I used to always meet people out. I yeah. wasn't as much meeting people on the apps. I used to have the apps, but right. I was that person that I would go out and I would approach people. Like I was, I was always trying yeah. I was, I was confident in that, but now I'm, when I'm out, a lot of times I'm with my daughter and I'm not, <laughs> certainly yes, not the time to definitely. do that. Um, yeah. So now my, my approach has definitely changed yes. a lot, having to learn the, the apps a bit more. 
Absolutely. So it's easy enough to do it. You set up the date, looking forward to seeing you, by the way, let me grab your number so that just in case I can't find you, I'll give you a, a, a call or I'll text you, but let's just stay on the app in terms of our communication. And if he's like, well, so as soon as you get that phone number, you run the check. Okay. Yeah. That's how you do it. Um, if he's like, well, let me grab yours. Just wait until you get his. Now, if you run the check and you can't find it, find him, then you can say, I know this, you know, I, I, I'm sure you understand, but it can be kind of daunting dating as a woman online. Would you mind giving me your, your last name? And if any man pushes back, um, that they're not your person, what you want him to be is completely transparent. I totally understand. Here is my last name. I'll even see guys say, here's my LinkedIn. Not that you need to yeah. be doing all that, that research, but you know, there's no problem if you do, in my opinion, um, but I had a client recently and the guy responded with, um, I'm not going to give you my last name until we meet in person. And I said, block him. He's a jerk. He's trying to control the situation. He's yeah. saying, no, I don't care if you are fe feeling vulnerable. Right. Like, why should I trust you? Give me a break. There is nothing not to trust about my client. So we blocked him. So, I mean, that's what's helpful about having a coach with online dating, but I also think it's common sense. So um, that's my advice about safety and online. Um, so you've got a great head on your shoulders. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Tell me about your business. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, like the two, the two minute synopsis of what you do. Yeah. Well, we go into homes and businesses and help people get rid of the things they don't need and then find a system to keep up with what they do need. Um, and that, that all started when I've, I've always been a more minimalish person. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always tell clients, I, I will admit to being messy. I do get messy. I just don't have a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it makes it a lot easier to organize when you don't have as much. Um, yes. But when I, when I was teaching, especially the classrooms were so cluttered and it mm. overwhelmed me so much coming in that I was like, how are these kids feeling? And they're supposed to be learning. Um, and so I started reading more research about the environment of the classroom. And then that started translating over to my own home and thinking about how I keep things there. Um, and so other teachers would ask me to come organize their classrooms for them. And then they'd say, oh, well, do you want to come look at my kitchen too? Right. Um, and so, and then I was like, hmm, maybe I should be getting paid for this. So it, it slowly turned into a little side job while I was teaching. And then, as I mentioned, when I moved here in 2017, I decided to take it on as a full-time business, see how it went and still going. That's great. So your business is called Minimized. I've put all of the, yes. um, your website and whatnot in the show notes. So anybody that's interested in decluttering their lives and their brains, um, yes. check Maitland out. And if there's any men out there that might want to meet Maitland, shoot me a DM and uh, Maitland and I will talk it through and see if you might be a good match. That could be yeah, fun. Yeah, just don't, just don't tie the two together because I have, there's a funny date story. I did have someone who on the third date wanted me to come by his house first before we went somewhere. And then he wanted to show me his new closet system and ask if I had any recommendations on adjusting it. And I was like, I am not, I am not fixing your closet for you. I'm not, you not for free, a, not, not on this date. You can pay me $250 for a consultation. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. what we can do for you. That's another conversation. Exactly. My minimized hat. 
<laughs> That's yes. great. Good advice. Very good advice. Well, this is lovely. I have really enjoyed meeting you and um, best of luck. And we will uh, be in touch. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.